everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast. My name is Amber, and today we're going to be talking about not allowing outside pressure to influence your dating decisions. Before we get into that, I want to share my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. The link for that is going to be in the show notes below. It's an eight-page guide with everything you need to know about the different situations where somebody might be pulling away and how you can best communicate with that person. Also, if you haven't already gotten on the waitlist for the next coaching program enrollment opening in April for my program called From Dating to Exclusive, make sure that you join the waitlist because that way you can get an early bird discount, early enrollment so you can secure your spot. Plus, it's just an amazing, helpful program with so much support and so many tools that will help you create the best dating experience possible and navigate that journey from dating to exclusive. There are five skills that take you from dating to exclusive. You don't have to be perfect in all of these skills, but you do need to build your confidence and capability with all of these skills. The first one is creating dates on demand. The second one is connecting deeply and playfully on those dates. The third one is guiding the connections towards exclusivity. The fourth is speaking up, creating boundaries and communicating. And the fifth is having fun during the process. You may be confident in some of these areas, but if any of these are missing, you will have a challenge going from dating to exclusive. So the program is designed to build you up in each of these areas and showing you exactly step-by-step how to do that. So don't worry if you feel overwhelmed hearing all of that or if there are multiple areas where you don't feel fully confident, that's what the program is for. Okay, so today I want to talk to you about the pressures that lead us to ending up in the wrong relationship the one where we kind of always felt it wasn't really right but we were pressured to maintain that relationship stay in that relationship or even start that relationship in the first place and some of these pressures may seem really obvious and some of them you may not even notice are influencing your actions and dating And so I want to go over them so you can notice which of these pressures may be feeling strong for you or maybe are even just an undercurrent in the way that you are going about dating. So the first most obvious one is family, friends, and community. So many of my clients have pressure from family about getting married by a certain age or Uh, creating a relationship and having little comments when they go to events where people are subtly implying that something is wrong because they are not in a relationship and maybe even saying things like you're being too picky or just comparing you to other siblings or just making it feel like you're on the wrong path just because you are single. And I would say, you know, to give the benefit of the doubt, most people don't realize they're doing that or they're just perpetuating pressures that they experience themselves. And so, you know, not to like look at them and like hate them and like never talk to them again. Um, But first of all, it's definitely within your right to set a boundary, Um, especially if you feel like there's a specific person where they are not empathetic or they're really asking you about your dating to hear how you're doing it wrong. 
Um, they're not like genuinely just interested in what kinds of connections you've had or how you're feeling about things or how things are going or how they can support you. If that's not how it is with that person, it's okay for you to just not talk to them, them about dating. Um, for example, if they're like, so have you been on any dates this week? And maybe you have been on a date or two, but you really don't want to access that pressure from that person, you can just say no, <laughs> right? Or you can just say like, um, actually, I'd rather not talk about that or I'd rather talk about other things like how have you been, right? So you can redirect that and you have permission to not open up to people who don't hold space for you when you open up. One thing to consider as well is generational differences and also just differences in the way that people will give you feedback based on their own history. So for example, for some generations, they may have the perspective of like, listen, you just kind of pick somebody and get married. <laughs> like, like there's not that much to look for. Like um, there's, and, and I've been really fascinated by this because I feel like I have some um, older family members who are actually so like, you know, healthy and progressive and um, active and just, you know, sometimes you kind of forget that you grew up in a completely different generation. And with one of these older family members, I mentioned therapy and this person was like, therapy? Why would you go to, th like, what do you need that for? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot. <laughs> <laughs> that that was like a completely just like just something you didn't do back then and now it's like so normal and it's almost a standard we have for people like are you in therapy or not <laughs> so sometimes we you know i we don't want to get like mad at people for that because we will be those people at some point right like i don't know there are going to be things when we are 100 years old and the youngsters around us share certain things and we don't understand it or it just doesn't make sense to us. So just keeping in mind those differences and also keeping in mind their experiences. So somebody who just happened to meet their person in high school and never had to date and that's just how it worked, they simply can't relate to the decisions that you make or the learning that you're engaged in or the process that you're a part of. And therefore they're not really a source of like insight necessarily when it comes to this area of your life. So really taking things with a grain of salt and considering the context of where those opinions are coming from. Also, I was so lucky to have parents who are still absolutely in love with each other adore each other just they speak so highly of each other they are super affectionate physically verbally just through thick and thin extreme dedication to one another just like the best examples of healthy marriage and love and my, my parents have been married for over 30 years and i just just so you can have a different influence um, I spoke to my dad about the pressure I was feeling to find my person and make things happen, specifically with a, a person I was dating who I really liked, and I was just having like an anxious moment about it. And okay, now I remember. <laughs> I felt like I messed something up. 
I felt like I had a good connection and then I like fucked it up in some way. And I was really upset about it. And I was like, just really being hard on myself. And he was like, oh, but Amber, like, I hope you're not making this mean that like something's wrong with you. You know, like, I hope you're not making it mean like if you're single that like something is wrong or that you're doing it wrong. And, you know, like everybody has a destiny and everybody has the time where they meet that person. And like, just because it isn't right now or just because it isn't with this person doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong. And I just like bawled out in tears because I realized how much pressure I was putting on myself and how much I was absolutely (laughs) thinking that. I was definitely thinking, what's wrong with me? I'm doing it wrong because I haven't met my person yet. And, you know, just relaxing and also taking into account your destiny, which will be different from somebody else's. And not just like a passive thing, but also just like the way your life is unfolding and the ways that you're still growing or developing that will make you ready to meet a person that you can truly create a wonderful relationship with. So listen to my dad, you guys. The second source of pressure is biology and the desire to have kids and the reality that it's possible only during a certain time frame, which varies from person to person and also just safer during a certain time frame. And the key here is just coming back to a sense of groundedness in terms of not selecting a subpar partner to have kids with. And it's just so important, like no matter how strong the desire is, no matter how much pressure you feel around that, to still keep in mind the highest standard for the quality of partner and parent that you would want to have for your child and really considering not just the romantic aspect of like how they are with you but also considering if for any reason you seized the romantic aspect of your connection you broke up or got a divorce and you still had this child that connects the both of you is this somebody that you respect and trust and that you would want to be connected with for the rest of that child's life in some shape or form. And it's just so important to consider that and to not let the pressure of having kids um, pressure you into choosing the wrong partner or somebody that would be very difficult to stay connected with long-term. And then also on that topic, seeing if there are any ways that you can relieve some of that pressure and give yourself more space. For example, I've had many clients who chose to froze their Uh, freeze their eggs or um, really just coming to a place internally where we value our long-term picture and happiness um, over the specific way that it may show up so for example if we're very close to that the end of that period of time where we feel like it's an option for us um, also remembering that there are so many people who don't have a child and still have a completely full and happy life. And just knowing that that's always on the table for you, even if it didn't come in the exact way that you wanted it or expected it. And so there's the reality of how we date when we have this specific pressure, which will be on one hand, 
it's something that I want and I'm going to be consistently showing up to create that in the very best way that I can. And also I won't allow the pressure to influence me to settle along the way because of that fear that it may not happen. And to consistently hold that high standard and not allow the pressure of biology to lower your standard in this area. Another source of pressure can be a coaching program. For example, my coaching program (laughs) and any dating coaching program that you um, decide to do. And just noticing if that's coming up for you, if you ever have done a program or if you're currently in the program and you're noticing this feeling of like, Um, thoughts like, okay, I need to get it done within the time frame of the program, or I need to do it to maybe prove something or impress the coach, or I need to do it within this time because this is my last shot, or like, this is what I'm, uh, like, I'm doing this as like, kind of like my final effort, which all of these things are so harsh and unkind to yourself and really not taking into account the full spectrum of being a person and a human and the timing and destiny of your life. And the truth is, no matter how effective a process is, you are a person doing that process and coming into that program. And you want to allow space for everything that you're coming to that program with. For example, there is a big difference between one of my clients whose first step is creating friendships and connections and even going to a social event creates so much anxiety for that person. So that's the step where she's building her confidence versus a client who comes into the program and their first step is having the exclusivity conversation with the people that they're connecting with. Right, So different backgrounds, different histories, different areas of confidence, different areas of growth. And you just want to create space for the full person that you are and the step or stage that you're coming into the program with. Another source of pressure that we may not realize is dating somebody who really wants to be with you, who is doing the right things who you just don't see yourself with, who you, for whatever reason, are not connecting with on the level that you want for your long-term life partner. And sometimes that can just be an undercurrent of pressure of like, it's kind of a path of least resistance where it's easy to just kind of fall into that or go along with it out of people-pleasing And it's really important to both explore connections to see how they feel. However, if you notice that it doesn't feel right, it doesn't feel like what you're looking for and what you want in a long-term partnership, then it's okay to let it go even if it's like basically good enough, right? Even if that person is there, even if it's available to you and you should just settle down and do it already or... Uh, just take the opportunity in front of you. It's okay to say no to something that is convenient, but not really what you're looking for. Now, this last one is a bonus one because it probably doesn't apply to you at all, but it certainly has applied to me in the last six years that I've been coaching, 
when I first pursued dating coaching and I was just coaching for free and getting some experience under my belt and I was actually starting by working with men, I shared this, like literally the first person I shared (laughs) this with was at Salsa. Somebody was asking me like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, oh, like I'm pursuing dating coaching. And the first thing he said to me was like, oh yeah, have you been married 20 years and have five kids? And I was like, no, but I've done this and this and this and this. And then I like shared, I don't remember what my comeback was, but apparently he was like, oh, and and then he started asking me questions. (laughs) Um, And so throughout my career, I have had to reject the pressure of my job dictating what phase of my life I am in, in terms of dating and relationships. Um, Also considering that I started this career and started working for somebody else and then eventually started my own company all in my 20s and considering the phases of life that I have been in and that it was not always the phase of my life to be with my life partner. And I had my own guilt around feeling like I couldn't do certain things that felt right for the phase of life that I was in or what my true desire was. For example, wanting to travel and wanting to be single while I do that, but also feeling this pressure of that takes away from your goal of creating a relationship or wanting to end a relationship that wasn't right for me but then fearing the judgment of what other people would say about that because you're a dating coach. And that's definitely not in my head, (laughs) by the way. That's something that I would consistently get from people when I tell them my job. Um, For example, I had one person who was visiting me in uh, Portland a few years ago and she was like so excited and proud of me for starting this company and it being full-time and all of that and I was in a relationship at the time and she was like oh yeah I told so many people about like your dating coaching and I told them like you know she's good because you know she's actually in a relationship and I was like so six months ago when I was single before (laughs) this relationship did you think I was shit at my job um so I got a lot of feedback like that around my dating life and what I should be doing. And that would lead to those two main thoughts of I'm doing it wrong or something's wrong with me when I was in a phase of not being with a life partner. And one of the things that I did in terms of like my own work around that pressure and not allowing outside pressure to influence my decisions of whether to say yes to being in a relationship with somebody or whether to say no to a relationship that was not what I was looking for, even though my job is a dating coach, was that I looked at that thought, which is if I were doing it right, I would be in a relationship at this point. And I did a Byron Katie turnaround on it, which is one of the turnarounds was if I was doing it right, I wouldn't be in a relationship right now. How could that be true? And what I realized was I had been on dates, I had connected with various people, and if I were in a relationship right now, 
I would be with the wrong person because all the people that I had connected with were not the right person for me. So me being a, being single is a signal of making the right decision and not saying yes to connections that were not right for me. So even if your goal is to create a relationship and you're not currently in a relationship, that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong just because you haven't created it yet. In fact, being single or the decisions that you've made in dating or even the things that you're learning in dating, maybe sometimes the hard way, are part of how you're creating that goal. It's kind of like thinking, my goal is to get to Sunday and it's Tuesday. And then by Thursday, you think I must be fucking this up because it's not Sunday, but it's (laughs) you're getting there. (laughs) You will get to Sunday, but it doesn't mean you were fucking it up every day before Sunday. We've talked about this a little bit in the podcast episode called The Season of Being Single or The Season of Singleness. Uh, Don't forget exactly what it was called. But being single is a season of your life that often comes before the relationship that you want to be in. And there's a purpose to that season. And a lot of times when people are pressuring you or there's just outside pressure, or even you're pressuring yourself, you are not considering all the seeds that you're planting and all of the things that are going into your life and yourself that will then help you create the quality of relationship that you really want and to not settle or be too quick to just get into a relationship so you can just relieve that pressure and have the feeling that you're doing it right because people aren't bugging you anymore but actually you're not doing it right because you didn't wait for your life partner you didn't wait for the right person and you didn't hold out for what you really deserve Another person I think about and that comes to mind is dating coach Matthew Hussey, who I love. (laughs) I love his work. I don't know him. Um, And he is now engaged. And I think they got engaged when he was like around 32 or 33. And he talked about the immense pressure that he had as a dating coach and the constant prying into his love life and how he always stood really firm and was like, I'm not going to let that dictate the decisions that I make about who is going to be my life partner. And I'm so glad I did that because now I found this amazing person who is truly like, I have no doubts about this is my person. And it's just an example of how so many people from so many walks of life have their own versions of pressure that they're facing in this area. And it takes some discipline and it takes some stubbornness to just put a shield up and be like, no, I know what I'm looking for. I know what I want to create. I have a vision for the kind of relationship that I want. And I'm not going to allow people who don't even know my vision to tell me what I should be doing. (laughs) Um, Many people will not even share the level of vision that you have for the kind of relationship that you want. So in addition to just straight up rejecting that pressure and being disciplined to not allow it to influence you and having that awareness of the pressure that you're feeling so that you can say no to that pressure, I want to offer two more things for you to consider um, to help you resist that pressure. 
Number one is keeping the bigger picture in mind. So we spoke a little bit about that already with your vision and what you want to create and really thinking about what kind of partner would I need to create that. And you should be as picky about that as anything else in your life and probably more picky, right? So for example, if you wanted to be a millionaire in your life, would it make sense to um, like start a business with somebody who's super lazy and never works and is super in debt and doesn't control their (laughs) finances and like all of these things? It just wouldn't make sense for where you want to go. And you would consider the qualities that you need in a partner financially to create the kind of wealth. Um, So you want to consider what is my vision? What kind of relationship do I see myself in? Not just five years from now, but 10 and 20 and 30 years from now. And what quality of partner and what kind of characteristics would I need in a partner in order to create that? And just consider that a lot of people don't take that into consideration. A lot of people think about things that are right in front of them. They think, do we have chemistry? Are they attractive to me? And is it feeling good? And okay, cool, then let's keep going. And they're not really filtering things through the vision of what they're wanting to create. Another piece of that and what is the opposite side of that is keep in mind the bigger picture of choosing comfort now, choosing to relieve some pressure now, choosing to settle now, and what price you will have to pay for that decision 10 years from now. Think about the tax on your mental health of choosing a partner who does not hold you in the highest regard. Think about the way this person will influence you in every area of life. How will they affect your physical health in terms of their habits and how you affect each other? Because the person that we are partnered with is a huge influence on us. How will they affect your community and friendships? Do they value that aspect of your health and your life as much as you do? How will they affect your career? Are they supportive? Are they trustworthy? What will it be like? Like, let's say you tame that guy, that 40% guy, that 10% guy, and you get him to be in a relationship with you, but he's not the kindest, most trustworthy and caring person that you've ever known. What is the consequence of building a life based on that connection 10 years from now? So really consider the actions and the decisions that you make and not just what feels good now or a year from now, but what's going to feel great and actually appreciate and value in every area of your life 10, 20, and 30 years from now. The next thing that really helps you be resistant towards this kind of pressure is absolutely loving being single and being fulfilled on your own and feeling complete and whole on your own. And you can feel that way even if you have the goal of creating a relationship. So for example, I had a phase of my life and a dream of wanting to travel on my own and just a lot of other things that I wanted to create and experience 
before I met my person. And once I started to put those plans in action, I just stopped dating. And that was a very conscious decision because the goals that I had or the ways that I wanted to experience my life were not compatible with creating a relationship at that time. And so I specifically um, stopped dating and just like watched my life explode (laughs) and just saw like I just put all of that energy into friendships and experiences and career and creating value and um traveling and accomplishing goals and dreams and really feeling so extraordinarily fulfilled and happy and joyful and being full of energy and just so many amazing things that grew in my life during that time and then once i accomplished some of those goals and experiences i was like okay now my life is compatible with creating a relationship again and i am ready to create that and also seeing like how i still need to grow or what i still need to create in order to be the partner that i want to be for somebody else however that experience really stuck with me and really not only set a very good foundation to feel like stable and fulfilled and happy and bring that into a partnership but also just helped me feel like i don't really care when it happens (laughs) because i'm having a great time (laughs) Um, and then also that foundation then going into the dating process just completely changed the dating game as well like brought it to a whole nother level of fun and excitement and experiences and like really creating that like dating piece of art (laughs) and just infusing that as part of your life story and like what you're creating and just yeah so so much came out of that foundation of how i relate to myself and my life alone and not alone with all my friends (laughs) Um, but single before you meet your partner so being able to create that is so important and is a huge part of what contributes to creating the relationship that you want and being able to withstand the pressure to settle for anything less. So that's why that is also a part of the course. It's called the wellness curriculum where that's just focused on you and your foundation before you meet your person and that energy then flows over into your dating experiences and allows you to be much more patient and fulfilled and calm and relaxed through the process of creating your goal of that relationship and vision that you have for yourself. Okay, so one more thing that I want to add as we're talking about these grand visions for a relationship is to still remember that relationships come together piece by piece so the whole idea of exclusivity is a baby step and continuing to date somebody and explore until you feel sure that you know whether it's right for you or not um so still like we have this grand vision and we have this impeccable (laughs) standard for the connections that we have but we still approach dating in a way where we are not so harsh with things and we are not so definitive about things is that a word definitive (laughs) um basically meaning when you're deciding whether to be exclusive with somebody and just date this person and explore that further 
you're not yet applying the filter of will i marry this person you're just applying the filter of are all the five elements present and passing as far as i can tell and the exclusivity allows me to explore that further so not expecting yourself to know all of those answers of whether somebody is at that standard or not for what you're looking for from the very first stages and really just approaching dates with an open mind and a fun mindset and uh, just the mindset of meeting somebody and experiencing that person whatever that turns into all right everybody thank you so much for listening today one ask i have of you is that There are 397 amazing reviews on this podcast on Apple Podcasts, which means we're just three away from 400. How cool would it be if we got there this week? Thank you so much to those of you who have left a review already. It would mean so much to me if you took a moment to search for this podcast, Women's Dating and Confidence Podcast, click on it, scroll all the way down, and then you'll see the section to leave a review. Also, thank you for those of you who are listening on Spotify and sharing your review there. I appreciate it so much and I will talk to you next week. Have a good day. Bye.